2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on July 10th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey Jackie, Kelly, how are you?
3: Good morning, good morning. Um, I'm well. Hey, hey Kelly.
4: Good morning and happy Friday, Jackie and Joe. How are oh, you? Oh happy Friday. <laughs> happy, happy
3: <laughs> Friday. We're so glad it's happy Friday. Friday. I, I just gotta tell you I gotta tell you guys just a really quick kind of funny, scary story um our dishwasher went on the blink the other night it normally i run it just before we go to bed and uh we both woke up in the middle of the night there was a weird smell in the house and uh, the the motor uh burned out or whatever so dishwasher's broken for the so for the last two days we've had to you know wash all the dishes by hand and i have to tell you something with all of the disinfecting and sanitizing stuff we've learned <laughs> kelly specifically from micron mm-hmm. remember how we mm-hmm. had him on the show when he was explaining the difference between all that and how grossed out i was by it now i'm like doing dishes by hand has taken on a whole new meaning it's like <laughs> clean them first Soak them in bleach for a while. Take them out. Rinse them off again. It's like you can't just you can't just take a a, a sponge and 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 scrub it and rinse it in hot water. It doesn't work. You got to let it sit in the stuff, right? So think about that from <laughs> now on when you're washing out your coffee cup. Uh,
4: sounds a little extreme, okay. but I want to know I want to know what was what was scarier, <laughs> uh, having to wash your dishes by hand or the motor burning out, Jackie? Um,
3: well. Doing the dishes by hand, the motor burning out, <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: wasn't wasn't you know that wasn't that didn't bother me so much. Uh, although my husband did <laughs> say we're lucky we didn't have an electrical fire, but uh, doing now doing the dishes, it's like you got to clean, then you got to disinfect, you got to yeah. So so yeah, it's a whole new process now. So yeah, just saying, <laughs> just putting that out there.
2: And and I, and I have a story. I have a story. Please, my share. story is simple. I we my wife and I. Have been uh, cooped up in this house for I don't know how long now. Um, The the scratches on the wall tell us for uh, (laughs) four months, five months. But uh, (laughs) bottom line is, uh, we we went out to dinner for the first time in many months. We went to Kincaid's, Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. They have a very broad Patio across the outside of of their restaurant, and so they' they they can't open indoors, but they can open the the broad patio and it was wonderful, it was delicious. Kincaid's is open for sit down dinners, and it's fantastic but before that, we were exploring on the pier, and so El Torito is also open, but they're open. Uh, On the sort of the the pier itself, they put tables out in front of their stairs and they're open, only it was not. We looked at the situation and we thought, but the tables are out in the open and people are walking in between them without masks Uh. or anything. And we just thought, no, no, we can't handle that. So we went to Kincaid's and we had a wonderful meal. Um, it's time to go to Kincaids, everyone. That's what I wanted to say.
3: <laughs> and the best part um, you didn't you didn't mention you didn't mention the best part, Joe. You didn't have to do dishes.
2: No. No sanitizing to, of dishes. More.
4: I want to explore the scratches on the wall a little bit more, not letting you off the hook on that so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's hysterical. I think we can all relate to that. But the first visual that uh-huh. came into my mind, because you said it in regards to kind of how many months you've, you know, we've been locked up with COVID-19, you know, safer at home yes. um, practices. And the first thing, that, the first visual that came to my mind when you said it was, um, a tree, and when you, you know, when you cut down a tree, or you cut off a part of the tree, and you cut into, like, like the trunk, you can see the rings, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys know this, yeah. but, you know, the rings represent the years of how old the trunk is. Right. And, right. um, that, that was the first thing I thought of, it's like, you know, I wonder, wonder how many other, how deep are the scratches? How big are the scratches? Right. You know? Um, right. right, And I just, oh, my gosh, I,
3: you know, everybody That's can That's funny. That's that's funny that you mentioned that, Kelly, because the first image that popped into my mind was the one, two, three, four scratch mark with the scratch through, like they do in prison. That was the first image that came into my mind.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, we feel like we're in prison, like Jackie and I have been talking earlier. It's uh, it's it's getting to everyone, even the hardiest of souls who like being, as Jackie has said at at, at other times, like being hermits. They're starting to get a little bit crazy.
3: (laughs) Just a little bit.
4: Just a little bit. I got news for you. This is going to be here for probably another year, you know, so uh, we all need to keep adapting. I think last weekend was, you know, a stark reminder that this is here for a long time, and we are are going to have – surges we are going to obviously we're still in a in a massive excuse me surge right now um but we are going to go up and down it is going to be a you know a a roller coaster um and from every conversation that i have and everything that i hear it's going to be another you know nine to twelve months and i hope Mm -hmm. i hope i'm wrong i'd love to be proved wrong um and it's not a matter of being proved right or wrong but it's just um it's here And we have to adapt. And I know, you know, um, I'm thankful that we didn't have a um, fresh new show last Friday because we ended up having an emergency city council meeting to address um, our outdoor dining in Manhattan Beach and increase the footprint. We had already, you know, allowed for street parking dinettes and um, some sidewalk dining and all of that. Uh, for a 90-day trial period, and the conversation last Friday was two and a half hours long of, you know, what can we do, how can we expand it, and um, they reopened the application because originally it was kind of a finite application period for restaurants. Um, just because they wanted to get a, a big picture, you know, of who was going to be applying and what was going to look like and, and the demand on the city and the parking and everything. And they reopened the application. They broadened the definitions. They broadened the footprint. We, you know, closed down, um, a little street, you know, Ocean Avenue, which is kind of on the side of, um, Strand House and, and Shellback to allow for, um, outdoor dining there. You know, we're fast tracking all the projects. We are, you know, I spent, um, uh, two days for I, I feel I feel like almost solid uh, from the time that Governor Newsom announced you know the closures over the weekend reaching out to as many restaurants as I could and and really reaching out to like you know up Mahat Beach Boulevard Sepulveda the mall uh, Rosecrans other places because they can do parking lot dining so you're going to start seeing a lot right. more uh, not just downtown in the north end you're going to see it in a lot of other places and you know, there's a few rooftop g- g- parking garages. Can they have a big rooftop dining deck up there? Yes, they can, if they so choose. Haven't done that yet. Not sure why, but I'm, you know, I, I'll be the first one to go um, enjoy that. But, um you know, the city is really trying to um, expand, and you're seeing them everywhere. I mean, I saw I was in the Riviera Village um, last weekend. I saw all that's happening down there, you know, is expanding, the uh, Richmond Street in El Segundo. There is outdoor dining everywhere, but lest we cannot forget the other sectors of the economy, you know, um, yeah. local uh, retail. You know, we need to pay attention to all of them, all the other services, everything Everything is so important, and, you know, I'll say it again, but I always say it's like an ecosystem, and they're all important to each other, and the healthier they all are, uh, the more vibrant they all are, the better they're all going to be, and so we really have to pay attention to all of them, and how, you know, one affects the other. Like if, if we're going to do outdoor dining and close down streets, how does that affect the retail, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, uh, very good conversation. But we've been full of conversations uh, in Manhattan Beach. Oh, my goodness. Last night was the um, Community Forum on Policing and Partnerships in Manhattan Beach. And um, what a night it was. It was um, a solid three-and-a-half hours of very – raw, um, heartfelt, open, revealing conversation conversation about what it's like um to be black in Manhattan Beach, to live in Manhattan Beach, to grow up in Manhattan Beach, to own a business in Manhattan Beach, to come shop in Manhattan Beach, um, the what the police how you know, their protocols and practices, um the city. Um, it was a, an amazing conversation. Really um, very different, you know, viewpoints and a very open conversation and truly the first in what will be many, many to come. I'm sure today you'll start seeing a lot of media, you know, about um, what was said last night. And, uh, wow, um, yeah, I was on the panel, as were many other people, and I learned a lot, and it was one of those – and yeah, let me back up. I've learned – I'm always trying to learn. I know, Jackie and Joe, you feel the same way. And that's why we love doing these shows, because mm-hmm. we always learn something um, amazing every Friday in your Thursday show. But at the end um, of this last night, um, Rabbi Kalev um, was the last panelist, and he gave – he had kind of a, like a, you know, a scripted speech. And the whole night, you could hit, pin drop every, everybody who talked. But he wrapped it up kind of like with open arms and a big, massive hug around Manhattan Beach. And um, every, I was touched by everyone who spoke. I've been touched by all my conversations, particularly in the last month since all the riots and protesting everywhere, not just in Manhattan Beach. And last night there was you – could, you could hear – the emotion in so many of our voices. And it's one of those experiences where you feel like, you know, you, you, you are touched to the soul and you are changed and you're moved. And um, I feel very fortunate to have been a part of it. And I think there's going to be amazing things that start to evolve from Manhattan Beach. Um, we've already in the last month, I've you know, been having conversations with every black owned business owner, um, that I can and uh, a few of them um, are members too and um, trying to learn from them and we're working on a DEI training which is diversity um, uh, equity and inclusion um, training program for chamber members and hopefully other um, businesses. Um, we're going to start a um, an inclusion committee because we really need to take a hard look at how the business community can be more inclusive and you know, I one of our black-owned business owners, our uh, black business owners, um, said to me, she goes like, Kelly, how many of the stores in in Manhattan Beach have a black, even one black mannequin? And I was oh. like, Good question. Um, I don't know the answer, um, but things like that, she goes, things like that are a change in the right direction. You know, um, you know, putting whatever black you know, history or kids' books, at, you know, out at restaurants or something like that, you know, big message. What else can we do to celebrate, you know, in, in, uh, be inclusive and encourage um, all colors, you know, um, but really go out of our way to make um, particularly the residents that live in Manhattan Beach and and business owners feel comfortable, you know, doing business in Manhattan Beach too and coming here to shop. So um, really kind of one of those life-changing you know, moments for everybody. I think, hopefully, and um, you're gonna you're gonna hear and you're gonna see a lot more to come. So, um, happy Kelly. I, probably, Kelly, yes. Is,
3: is it available to watch after the fact? Is it on video? Is it, was it recorded? Can can people watch it someplace? Can you get us a link, maybe?
4: It, I I will when it's available. You know, often as as do we when we have something, we go and just trim out some of the static or you know things or you know pauses and stuff. Uh, It was done by the city, so I know their channel, whatever it is, eight. I think the Spectrum channel was down last night, unfortunately, um, but it was done via Zoom, so everybody they captured it that way, and um, I it will be available as soon as you know we have it. Um, I think we'll all all be sharing it too. So um, three and a half hours, I would watch and listen or listen to um, Every single second. That's my advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. All right. So what, I know we want to get to our guests, and I'm what, going to give you a perfect transition because earlier in the week, okay. we, it's been a busy week. We had a um, kind of a public health um, uh, Zoom seminar, um, Zoominar as we call them, and um, uh, we had we focused on. Health, you know, obviously in the South Bay, um, obviously COVID-19, um, safe practices, way beyond just what, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, uh, normally. And we had Dr. Mahajan from Kaiser Permanente. Um, we had Dr. Seanwell from Health Start Technologies talking about the intersection of health and technology and all the different symptom-checking apps and all that, and then we had On, who are going to be our, our guest today um, from Beach City's Health District, so really great conversation, um, and again, that is also available on video. Our phones have been ringing off the hook for um, that link, and we've been a little bit behind on getting out our recap because there's just so much information, um, so Uh, It's been a busy week, and I'm sure our guests will go into that more, but uh, really amazing information last night with the community forum and then our public health forum um, earlier this week.
2: All right.
3: Joe, shall we get
4: to
2: it? All right. (coughs) Jackie, who are our guests today?
3: Okay, we have a couple of returning guests this morning, Tom Backley and Lauren Nakano. From Beach City's Health District. Now, Tom Backley is Chief Executive Officer of Beach City's Health District, where he has served since November of 2016. Tom provides strategic leadership and direction to all functions of one of the nation's largest preventative health agencies, and manages $90 million in assets, 170 employees, and over a thousand volunteers. Lauren Nakano has been the director of the Blue Zones Project for the last eight years and has been on the staff at Beach Cities Health District for more than 20. Through the Blue Zones Project, she has the honor of working with organizations and individuals in the beach cities to implement an innovative population health initiative that focuses on environmental and policy change to measurably impact community well-being. Now this morning, our guests will tell us about the new Safe in the South Bay program, a pledge that businesses can take to show. They are following the proper protocol to safely reopen and slow the spread of COVID-19 for their employees and customers. Tom, Lauren, welcome back to the program. We're so glad you could join
0: us this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. It's nice to be with you.
2: Good Good morning. Good morning. It's so wonderful to have you both because it is so wonderful to have the Beach cities. Health District uh, surrounding us and informing us, and and as always, Tom, I love to open these shows with, I can't believe that some people don't know the history and how important the Beach City's Health District is to uh, our area, the Beach Cities in general, but everyone who lives in the South Bay, so can you just give us a little bit of history of the Beach Cities? Health district and and how it was formed and how it's how it's uh, uh, funded and all of that, Tom.
1: Great, be happy to do that. It's great to be on the show here today. And yeah, so the health district actually started as a hospital district in the 1950s. In 1955, the three cities of Hermosa, Manhattan, and Redondo came together um, because they needed uh, a hospital. Things were uh, rural, rural, doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, uh, rural at that time, and uh, going over to Torrance was a long distance, and so the three uh, cities came together, they uh, formed at the time, which was a hospital district, uh, the hospital opened in 1960, uh, was operated by um, the hospital district until uh, the mid-80s, uh, then they had um, lots of growth happening, obviously, as we know, in the South Bay, and. Uh, The operation of the hospital was taken over by, uh, was contracted out by a tenant, and uh, that happened for about another 15 years. And then in the 90s, there was a shift up at uh, the state where the state uh, recognized there was more to health than just hospitals, and they uh, renamed the districts to healthcare districts. And in the late 90s, uh, the district made the decision, which would be innovative today, to uh, focus uh, completely on preventative health and community health and the hospital um, operation was closed down, but uh, the building remained, it's there today, and there are uh, medical services uh, being there. uh, UCLA is there, surgery center is there, Uh, cancer care is there, dialysis, and what we do as a health district is we use that uh, rent money, if you will, to help provide uh, community health programs and preventative health programs. Uh, We also have the property tax uh, in place And so the property tax that the residents of those three cities pay uh, represents about 29% of our uh, budget. And then we're able to use revenues such as those lease payments, such as fees that people uh, pay for the Adventure Plex, which the health district operates in Manhattan Beach. And then the Center for Health and Fitness, which is the only medically accredited uh, fitness uh, facility in California. Uh, That's over at the 514 Prospect Building. Uh, in Redondo. And so we use uh, those revenues to kind of leverage more services uh, for the community. We've been practicing uh, preventative health and community health for uh, 20 years and um, pretty well recognized. I think people know the name. My wife works for Aflac, so everybody knows the duck, right? But then they're not quite sure, you know, (laughs) what it is. And so I think people have either heard about Blue Zones or their kids have been uh, involved in some of the programs or older adults. Uh, and so I think um, mm-hmm. we use Gallup to measure what's happening. And so um, people, about 90% of the population kind of know who we are, but then kind of the next step is um, kind of what do we do and how can we help you? And so that's something that we're working on.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
1: Everyone has yeah. to market. Marketing
2: right. is universal, but right. it's it is such a uh, all encompassing sort of set of 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 of, of, of services that I, I don't think people really understand. And I love the the health. Uh, uh, the, the, it, it's it's kind of like the ultimate twenty four hour fitness, but with a twist, uh, Lauren. It's really an amazing uh facility, the workout facility. At at five fourteen. I love that.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that was intended for Lauren, but uh yeah, well, it uh, we were medically accredited uh, a couple of years ago uh by the Medical Fitness Association so we um it it has sort of that well it has a medical focus and uh, the average age right. is about 62 and um yeah yeah it's an incredible facility and uh it's obviously not open right now but it's uh virtually open and and we're offering all of our programs online and we're and uh, getting a lot of uh interest in that and and people are doing small group training and uh via zoom and uh, people are are using it we, we'd love to get it uh back open, but it'll it'll probably be a while. We're we're gonna take a very cautious approach on that. But we're very proud of the right of the Center for Health and Fitness. Right, right, right. So
2: now along the lines of of uh safe in the South Bay, I mean you already had a trajectory um to define and describe ways in which people could work together and do uh zoominars and other activities uh uh, in a safe way why what's different about uh safe in the south bay and i'm definitely throwing this to lauren lauren what's (laughs) different about safe in the south bay program
0: well i think you know beach cities has always been a convener you know around health topics and health issues emerging health issues so i think um, the convening part for beach cities and the collaboration and partnership um, has, is not new. Uh, I think for uh, what's different with Safe in the South Bay and really the response to COVID-19 in our communities is that um, it's really allowed us to expand partnerships um, specifically around, you know, how do we support this process that we're in? And um, as everyone knows, there's, you know, considerable information. We call it, you know, kind of a fire hose of information that keeps coming at um, individuals, you know, through through the news. Um, there's a ton of information that keeps changing uh, for businesses and organizations as they're reopened. So this is a really great opportunity for us to come together with um, some partners that we have worked with, but maybe not. Uh, as closely as we have in the past. And so with South, Safe in the South Bay, um, this partnership with the uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber, with Hermosa, with Redondo, and El Segundo, um, has really allowed us to come together in a more unified way to support business recovery uh, during COVID. And so that feel, that's the unique part about uh, Safe in the South Bay.
2: It. So is it an educational program for the businesses themselves so that they can, there's someone to turn to, to say, I have this kind of business and I have these kinds of, of things that I would like clients to be able to do. How do I do those
1: safely?
0: Right. I think there's three uh, benefits to safe in the South Bay. One is that um, it's, trying to provide easy access to the most current information for local businesses. Um, we've heard that over and over again from early on, even when businesses were closed and we were, we were in the safer at home order, people just really were having a hard time sifting through uh, all the information that was coming at them to really try and prepare, you know, for when reopening was happening. So I think it is access to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, information, um, the second thing is that it is a way to build consumer confidence and Tom has talked about this uh, quite a bit you know it's one thing to open your doors as a business during this time but it's another thing for people to feel safe to come through those doors and so it's a way it was a way to build consumer confidence um, and then the third thing was like you said Joe that um, there with all the protocols that are out there and the Really, you know, sometimes it's a 10-page list of things that businesses need to do to reopen. Um, it was a mm-hmm. way of um, supporting uh, consumers and businesses in understanding what was required of them, but then to create kind of a, vi- a visual, visible, um, safe in the South Bay seal that told customers, you know, these are businesses that are committed to um, adhering to protocols, you know, that are trying to do the best that they can to reopen and um, and so provide a, a more unified visual um, uh, indication to customers that um, that you know it was safe to come through, safe to come to the uh, those businesses. So it kind of is a three pronged uh, approach.
2: This is. Amazing. I mean, when I Kelly, when I think of this, I'm thinking of all the conversations that you have and you've told us about of businesses coming to you and saying, "What do I do?" (laughs) And then they say, "How (laughs) do I open safely?" (laughs) How me? My goodness! Now you have a partner who's right there saying, "Well, you can get this safe in the South Bay placard if you do these things." Or Hey, talk to talk to Lauren. Talk to Tom. That's amazing. Um,
4: yeah, 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 yes, it is. We love the partnership. Um, I love you know working side by side with them and also the other chambers too. It's it's interesting. I want to go. You know, I'd love to say I, I wanted to take a trip down memory lane, but it's only uh, four months old. And uh, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> although that's kind of in, in in the in COVID years and Zoom years, that feels like twenty years these days. But um, Mm-hmm. I, Tom, do you remember in, uh, right before all the shutdowns and right before we were uh, forbidden from being in groups or having meetings of more than a couple people and before we all had to wear facial coverings and everything, Beach uh, State's Health District had pulled together a very quick meeting with um, the education leaders, some of the city leaders, health, um, the chambers, at your facility, Um, and we all sat around this massive, you know, kind of square, you know, rectangle table, uh, and we're sharing as all the information was unfolding. Schools had not closed down yet. None of that had really started yet, Uh, and who knew that we would be where we are today, but uh, Tom, you know, I remember at one point I, I had raised a question about the businesses and, and, you know, say we got to really think about this. I don't remember my exact words, but I remember you looking at me and going, I want to talk to you about like a recovery plan. And, um, do you remember that conversation? You said, let's talk more about that as we can. And, here we are four months later uh, you know we had no idea you know what we were getting into and what we were you know up against at those times maybe Tom did but I, was, I wasn't I was smart enough <laughs> um, or experienced enough but um, you know uh, fast and then I think literally everything started shutting down in the, in the next couple of days after that but about a month I think into it um, you know I was trying to uh, create a uh, task force within the city of Manhattan Beach, a recovery team, and I wasn't able to get really enough traction with that, only because not, none of us really had enough time and resources. We were all moving at the speed of light, working, you know, literally 12-hour days, if not more, with all the information that Lauren was speaking. It was just just been crazy. I feel like it's still that way, but as that, as I started to kind of have conversations and and try to start moving towards a recovery plan and then there was all these other resources from the US and the you know chamber of commerce and the county everybody was working on this and I was like okay I'm standing down because there's bigger forces than you know than me and, and the chamber in Manhattan beach trying to do this so I'm going to help use some of their resources because I don't have the bandwidth um, I think at some point, I don't remember which conversation I had, you know, the, I had the idea of a rating system. I really I kept talking how it's going to be super important for consumers to feel really confident going back and being able to shop or eat or, you know, whatever, use whatever business. And I think we, we all identified early on that this was going to be a really big issue. And I had come up with this idea of having a rating system. And I was just talking. Through it, And I remember sharing it with Lauren and some people in the city and some other conversations going, it's almost like a red light, green light. Like if you see a green light, then you're kind of safe to go in. If you see a red light, you know, you're not. And the same thing with like a, an ABC rating on a restaurant. You see an A, you're, you're happy you're dying there. You see a B, mm, not mm-hmm. so much. If you see a C, definitely not. And so, but I didn't, you know, I, I kept kind of tossing it out there. And some people were like, oh, I don't know. You're kind of nuts, Kelly. Others were like, interesting idea. And I remember, you know, when we um, Beach Cities, when we all kind of started going, okay, now it's time to start really, you know, defining a recovery plan and what we can do um, Beast studies just rose to the top with you know with um, trying to create that confidence in a system for the mm-hmm. employer, the employee, and the consumers to really feel collectively like they're in this together and they're moving in direction so um, these studies led the charge, and out of it came, say from the South Bay, and you know every what you guys mm-hmm. don't know it's every Friday. After these radio shows, I'd get off the call and, and jump right over to a nine a.m. Zoom with with, with B in and the other three <laughs> chambers. And we've been, we worked on this for what about six weeks, Lauren? Um, six seven weeks? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, it's you know it launched and uh, a week or so ago and. Um, We have about 19 businesses in Manhattan Beach that have taken the pledge so far, Uh, certainly Mm -hmm. have a long ways to go. Um, The other cities have been working on getting the messaging out too, but there is a sense of pride starting to happen with the employers they're starting to post it on like their instagram like i took the pledge you know and mm-hmm. there's a little seal that's created and that seal can be put on their website on their social media they for right now they can print it out and put it on their window we want them to print it out and put it on their window if they've taken the pledge so a, a consumer mm-hmm. sees it um and then um soon we're going to have static clean little decals for windows for the people who take it but People are starting to talk about it in Manhattan Beach, which is exactly what we want. And, you know, we want to create this movement where the consumer really starts to recognize that seal, that little, you know, pledge seal. Um, they, they feel safe if they see it. Um, and then hopefully they'll start asking businesses, you know, where's your seal? Did you take the pledge? Uh, why haven't you taken the pledge, you know? Um, we really want, um, this is not a one-way, this is a two-way, if not a multi-way street. And we need people, um, the the consumer and the employers and employees um, to all, you know, really believe in this. And um, so far, the feedback has been really strong.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Kelly, if Excellent. I could add, um, if that's okay. Uh, we actually, yeah. I just pulled up our list, and we now have 40 total Uh, businesses that have taken the pledge. Um, And I think back to what Joe was saying, you know, there's with the opportunity that this is too with both, um, with all four chambers and certainly with each city is that there is not a lot of clarity. There's some confusion about the things that businesses are required to do and, you know, understandably um, because of so much uh, information out there. And so it really is an opportunity to um, provide education or direct them to the correct resources so that they can, um, you know, fully uh, uh, attest to the pledge that they're taking around this and have what they, what they need to have in, in place. So, um, and I think I just want to give a shout-out to Kelly because, um, Kelly, you have really, I, I, we've talked about uh, this idea of health heroes, you know, and Kelly has, in the newsletters, in the um, kind of the... the Position that you are in the community around businesses, you are have been so for businesses, and you've also been really um, stalwart in uh, up uh, in communicating, you know what what this journey is going to look like, and you know what is the right thing to do, and how do we all do this together. And so, um, I, I just want to give a shout out to Kelly because I think you have been a, a wonderful leader in all this.
4: Um, well, th- thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Lunch is on me. But you know, you, you, there's no I in team, you, you know, we we're all in this together. I, oh my gosh. How many times have we all said that in the last four months? We're all in this together. Um. But we are, and this is a wonderful, I really believe in this program. And uh, I, you know, I, Phil, I've had several conversations this week with business owners um, who, um, one of them, I bumped into getting coffee one morning. She's like, Kelly, I'm having a really difficult time getting my employees um, to come back. And they don't, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and we're doing everything on the planet. And this is a business going back to our Micron disinfection uh, conversation, this is a business that actually hired Micron um, to ha- come in and completely fog their store and, re- and they opened way after a lot of other businesses did. They really, they've been doing a lot of online sales. I mean, they really took it extremely seriously and very cautious and their employees are still very leery. So it's almost like, well, were they almost too cautious in a way, so where they the employees got into that mode or not, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, you know. But um, it's empl- employee confidence is just as important, if not even more, than consumer because if you don't have mm. confident em- employers and employees, are the cons- how can the consumer be confident? They're going to feel that. They're going to sense that, you know. It's just like it, yeah, pride, yeah. too. Yeah, Yes.
3: Yeah, I have to tell you something. It's it, that is part of it. I know of one business that when they allowed to reopen, they reopened. They were open for a week or two, and then one of the employees came down with it, so they had to shut down. And they did all the cleaning and stuff, but the issue was they couldn't get. They they were having a lot of trouble getting employees to come back. Twofold, you know, they were afraid after the first person came down with it that they would be exposed. The other one is that some were honest and said of making more money not working. Yeah. So so it's it, it it's a it's a double edged thing there.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so that's ending. That little extra unemployment, yeah. you know, boost check. That's coming to an end. So we'll see. But I do I I you know what? Um We can't control that human behavior like that and and then that mindset. But um, there is a lot of – and even – okay, let's just go to a little more a positive way of of putting this, too. There's plenty of employees that have come back, you know, over the last couple months um, who are still feeling um, leery. You know, Laura and I have shared this with her um, last week. This came up. uh, Rock and fish in Manhattan Beach. So proud of their servers because the other problem we're having is not all the restaurants um, are wearing the proper PPE. They're wearing the face mask or face right. covering, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, but they're not wearing the shield. And that is a there, – there is no choice in that. If you are a server, you have to wear that face shield along with that mask underneath it. This is a huge battle, mm-hmm. kind of an upward, you know, uh, swimming against stream on this. And uh, uh, Bill Matthews, Senior VP of Operations for ZUSSIS Group, shared with me in a conversation last week, oh, our people are taking it to the next step. They're, They're decorating their face shields. And I'm like, what? I go, I want a picture of that. Send me a picture. And so he sent me a picture of one of their servers who has decorated at the top, kind of the band that goes across, like, the forehead area of the face shield. She has mm-hmm. stripes mm-hmm. on it and stuff. And I'm like, you know, and we put it in our <laughs> newsletter last week. Lauren, I shared with Lauren. And, you know, it's like, okay, this is here to stay for a long time, folks. So let's get behind it and ha- have a little fun with it, too, you know, and um that's the enthusiasm, you know, and the confidence and, uh, that we need and are trying to, you know, instill on people, too. And I think it also kind of sends a fun message to the consumer. Like, if then they see businesses getting behind it and it, taking it seriously, but then also maybe having a little fun with it and, and decorating it, you know, too. Then they, they realize this is not just um, kind of a, you know, something that's looming and ominous. It's something, it's a way of life right now.
3: it is it is i want to i want to get back i want to get back to the protocol for the safe in the south bay program uh lauren um interesting. somebody mentioned it earlier about the the ridiculous amount of information that we are getting and i remember a, a couple of months ago when they i don't even know was it four weeks ago, six weeks ago, I don't even know now, when restaurants were going to be allowed to open up only with 25% of seating capacity. And one of the restaurateurs I know showed me this pile of paper with instructions on what you have to do to reopen safely. And, again, ridiculous. just the sheer volume of information coming out. And there's so, and all these – you know, there's the L.A. Department of Public Health, the state, the county, the cities. And it can be very confusing. So safe in the South Bay, in addition to, you know, there's all these websites and PDFs you can go to and print out and get all this stuff. But A, you have to know where to go to get it. B, you have to make sure that you're in the right industry because every industry had a different set of protocols. Um, And then if you have questions, and God forbid you try to get somebody on the phone, you know, which is next to impossible. Uh, you know, everybody trying – I have a friend that's been with, on the phone with unemployment for five hours every day for the last week and every time she gets oh. hung up on. And this is happening across the board with, you know, all of the – if you want to call and just get an answer to a question. So Beach City Health District, Safe in the South Bay Program, there will be somebody there to answer that question in, in addition to the information that you're you're providing it it seems to me like it's it's a little special hand holding that we have here in the South Bay that 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 you're that you give you're providing for the business. It, can we look at it like that, Lauren?
0: Well I think um first of all I think it's uh Also, the chambers are, you know, part of this program, too, and I think that's really important because uh, they have the relationships with those businesses, so I think we're all in this together, uh, to quote Kelly from earlier. Um, I think there's a couple things. One, uh, the chamber has uh, done a really nice job of curating the current information, um, protocols, you know, what's the latest order? All those things on the website. So that's a very easy place to do that. Beach Cities also has that. Um, we have a BCHD coronavirus reopening page. And so anytime an order gets updated uh, for any of the categories, um, those are available uh, easily on the website. We also have a uh, reopening guide, guidance document that we put together that has kind of the, not every single one, but the main uh, industries, um, and it's a PDF that goes out with, you know, with all that in there. So these, those are available um, to anybody and, and they pretty much get updated at least once a week um, with all the changes happening. Um, at the, on the Zoominar that Kelly mentioned, we had uh, Lisa Frias on, and she's the Department of Public Health Director of Environmental Services, so they're the ones who actually go out and do the enforcement visits. Um, and mm-hmm. she made it really clear to us. Uh, and those those numbers also, there's two numbers. One is for the Communicable Disease Control Hotline, and then there's also the LA County's the, the Public Health Environmental Health out, uh, Hotline. Uh, she made it really clear that, you know, they are certainly doing enforcement, and there's an order right now at the Board of Supervisors that's going to look at, you know, more strict enforcement and um, penalties with, regarding that. But uh, but Lisa's team has that number, those 888 numbers, and they are really welcoming and encouraging businesses. Like if they have a question or if they are, um, you know, uh, having issues with compliance or access to certain things, they're they're very available and they're trying to work with businesses on reopening. So um, that's a specific department that is dedicated to supporting businesses. So I would really encourage um, businesses to use those numbers and to give feedback um, to this department because, um, they're, they understand, you know, that it's a it's a struggle, and that they're tr- they're doing the best they can to to try and provide clarity and you know and specific answers to questions that people have. And I think they're also doing a pretty good job of listening to what people are saying about you know this is this is really hard, or you know how does my this business fit into the protocol list and um, and giving them guidance on where they might fall.
4: Um, I, I have those 888 numbers if you'd like me to read them off, um, Lauren and Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's two different numbers. One is for um, if you have an employee that tests positive in your workplace. Um, you should call them and they will help you. If you have three or more employees that test positive in any 14-day period, then you're required by law to call and report it. <clears throat> and this is like the communicable disease consultants within the public health department. That number to report um, or to get help with an active case is 888-397-3993. Again, 888 888- Three nine seven three nine nine three. The other number uh, that is being more widely used, I think, um, by the businesses and consumers, is you know help with the protocol. Like Lauren mentioned, um, consumers are calling us at the chamber, and I'm sure the other chambers are getting it too. Going, I was at a business and they're not wearing their masks or they're not doing this. I asked them, I went back, they're still not doing it. You know, uh, they need help implementing the protocol. So that number is 888-700-9995. Uh, and that's the Environmental Health Department, Lisa Frias, that Lauren was speaking to Again, 888-700-9995. All
3: right. Okay, so we got numbers. Does BCHD <clears throat> have a number for that as well? Or
1: Yeah, we do have our hotline number, which is 374 uh, 3426 extension 256 and that's area code 310 and so uh, that's something that we operate uh seven days a week uh, from eight thirty to 5 and people can call that number as well and uh, we'll refer them uh, to the right place well, i,
4: I love question. that you is know that... sometimes oh, go, go, go ahead,
1: ahead
3: Jackie. go ahead kelly go ahead. Uh, i was just gonna say no you uh, go
4: ahead Oh, I, 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 um, that is that number also, like, um, for for mental health um, inquiries? I, I know, you know, we're, I think I want to kind of shift this towards the mental health component of all this, too, in the last few minutes. But I know that a lot of people are starting, uh, you know, to, their anxiety is going back up. Maybe with all the the surge, um, or it's just building mm-hmm. up at this point. I mean, I think depression uh, is hitting everybody, and people are you know struggling with how you know to navigate this time. Um, if somebody wants to access speech State Health District for mental health guidance, um, what's available and what can and where where should they call and what can they do?
1: Right. So people should call that that number as well, and that's a program that Lauren is also. Heading up The the Mental Health and Happiness Program is something that we were launching right as uh, COVID was starting uh, to happen. And so we've really shifted our our focus on on mental health and COVID. And so there are lots of resources on our website at bchd.org. And that's going to be a huge push for us at the district uh, moving forward. Uh, We'll continue to work on mental health. But if if someone uh, needs help, uh, they should, again, call that number, which is area code 310. 374-3426, extension two five six, and um, they will get a person when they call. If they if they don't for whatever reason, they can leave a message and they'll uh, they'll get called back right away. And that's um, we've we've had over a thousand calls on that number, and uh, people are actively using it. And uh, stay tuned for more programs on on mental health. Maybe we'll come back and talk about those sometime.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, we should just we should just I, add another show, Joe, and just have Tom on every week because <laughs> he has all this information what, he needs to share with us.
2: <clears throat> I I just I just want to recap as as a, as a as a loyal listener of the program as I am as a as a as I am a host. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm thinking to myself from the very very beginning of the of of the word COVID nineteen in the lexicon. Kelly is getting call after call after call from members of the, of the chamber about this question, about PPP, about, uh, you know, what do I do to keep my, you know, consumers and my employees safe? And now it's turned full circle where we have the Beat Cities Health District actually creating a program to help inform local businesses about how to do these things reliably and safely and within the guidelines and so forth. Tom, I, I just want to throw a quick question to you. This is not only the definition of what the Beach Cities Health District offers and and, 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 and allows, but heaven help uh, any other place in the country that doesn't have a Beach Cities Health District. What is going on there? Can we imagine what is going on with, in these places where they don't have one?
1: Well, yeah, we're we're kind of focused on on what's happening here and uh, CNN uh did an article where they featured us in a in a couple of other cities as as um, places that were uh looking out for uh the businesses and, and public and so um, yeah, we're we're focusing on what's happening here and and doing what we've done for 20 years, which is to use partnerships to address the health needs of our community. And this is uh, the time to, to shine, if you will, and, and the community is, is doing that uh, along with us and uh, our staff. Right. And um, and so we're, right. we're very proud of that. Uh, we got a, a lot of work to do. I, I think we're seeing a bit of a push and pull, right, when this started out. Um, there was a, a lot of um, concern about uh, health and and so we had the closure, and then uh, the reality of the economy kept kicked in, and we had the reopening and um and so now we're moving back towards the health concerns a little bit, and uh, we're adapting to that with um, with our partners and and providing information for people so that we can uh, continue to build a healthy beach community. that's our our vision, and can't do it without the community and partners and uh, you all as partners in the media and so um, very, very pleased with what's happening. We're a little tired, but we're going to keep going.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and okay, Kelly, okay. you're and right.
3: Was, uh, oh, wait, Joe, I just, Joe, I just Joe, have I to got say, to Kelly, Kelly
2: right. Okay. you're right. What? what? <laughs> well, I just wanted to do a okay. shout-out for Kelly. Kelly's going – she does two hours of calls, first the, <laughs> the uh, uh, Manhattan Beach 360 and then another call with the <laughs> – with the Beach City South district every Friday. Oh my God, Kelly!
4: Um, that pales in comparison to the whole entire day. I think we all have been. We are on multiple Zoom calls now. Um, but I, I don't. Um, Lauren, we don't have a call today, do we? I think we're done with those calls for right now. Did I miss that memo? Um, uh, but, no, we um, actually do. We do. Call Kelly. Nice <laughs> we do? Yeah. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. I'm like, I. Okay, can you send me that Just email real quick? That we didn't. Okay. That's the yeah, and then going I have o'clock. I have a ten o'clock, yeah, going, a 10 o'clock right after okay. the nine
0: o'clock to to okay. talk about
4: you know uh, more dining options in Manhattan Beach. Uh, that's a whole um, new ad hoc committee. But I I just want to say Beach space Health District is fantastic. And um, we, real quickly, we've talked about um, another um, iteration, another chapter of this whole of, with creating health heroes in the community. And uh, Tom, when you were talking about the CNN uh, coverage or anything, I'm like, we need to like take the show on the road. I, I envision like a you know, with health heroes across America, um, I, I don't have time for that. I'm just fantasizing, but I just think I think it's wonderful um, what you know what the South Bay produces, and this is just one more example of the great things we do here in the South Bay. Okay.
3: All right, real quick, real quick. Uh, just speaking of, there was a great segue, and and great talking about great things. You know, with all the uh, downer news and all the upset and everything we've been going through the last four months. There was one bright spot uh, that information I received a couple of weeks ago, and and BCHD was involved with it, and I was like, finally, some great news. Beach City's health district teamed up with the Redondo Beach Unified School District, and the Los Angeles Department of Public Health is doing a case study on what they accomplished. Those school kids, 68% weight loss which is phenomenal. And and uh, so, Tom, you guys are working. I know this is off topic, but you guys were working specifically with Redonda Beach Unified, and you've had this such an amazing result that the, the Department of Public Health is doing a case study on what you're doing there. Real quick, two minutes. Give us give us a real short, real, you know, ex- yeah.
2: Real quick, you're talking and about
1: our childhood obesity program that uh, yes, we been doing with, Yes, yes. Uh, With redondo unified school district and that's been going on for over 10 years where childhood obesity in the redondo schools has decreased from a little over 20 percent to below 7 percent about 6.8 percent and at a time when childhood obesity was going up and so childhood obesity across the country is closer to that 20 percent and so people were scratching their heads when they saw those results and so la county came in and they brought in a Uh, an intern and a a student that studied all the data and they said not only did it happen uh, but it is something that could perhaps be replicated uh, you know in less uh, fortunate or affluent communities I think that was the question is is this something that could be uh, replicated in a less affluent community and uh, LA County uh, thinks so and they want to do a pilot in some other communities uh, based upon what they've seen uh, here in the beach cities.
3: Mm. Well, kudos to you. They, kudos eh. to you. So a, a bright, a bright light in all of this craziness.
1: Yeah. yeah. Again, partnership is the word there that, that happened to be with a uh, unified school district. And uh, we're, we're proud of the partnerships. Yeah.
3: All right. Okay. Well, we, I just wanted to end this on a very bright note, Joe.
2: Well, it is a bright note, Jackie. Uh, Just one more thing, one more reason why living in the bubble in the South Bay is uh, a pleasure, a joy, and an honor. Tom, uh, thank you so much. Tom, uh, the colleague, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You bet. Thank
4: Thank
2: you. um, And and Lauren, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. It's been fun.
2: What an what an amazing show, Kelly! Get on that Zoom Zoominar! Get on that Zoominar!
0: <laughs> as soon as Lauren
4: sends me the information, like, yeah, I will. I'm like searching for it. I'm like, where is that? There's too many Zooms. My Zoom oh, is exploding. My, right, my, my 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 Zoom brain has exploded. I have a great weekend, everybody. Thank, Thank you very you. much.
2: Thank you, Kelly. Right. Thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Have a fantastic weekend be safe we'll see we'll see you next week bye bye
0: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere